This podcast is brought to you by Right Stuff. RightStuffAnime.com, where you can get all your anime, apparel, and goods. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Sup? To the 198th episode of the Trash Pandas Watch Anime Podcast, where, yes, we are doing another episode. It, it, is that because we do this thing about digging through trash? Yes, where so, we dig through the trash. So they don't have to. That is correct. See, I got it that time. <laughs> As always, I'm Brains. And I'm Bullets. Welcome to the show. And this podcast is sponsored by Right Stuff, RightStuffAnime.com. All the great anime goodiness that you can consume. Yep. And then some. Uh, what else? Hey, uh, we're getting back into the swing of things, guys. This is the second episode we've recorded in like 10 days. This is true. So, good news. We're, we're, we're getting back into it. It's feeling good. Getting back on the train to the anime town. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from. Your butthole, probably. I do talk a lot of shit. You do. Alrighty, so. We've got a few things up on the line for you. We got some news, of course. Um, and as part of our main topic today, we are going over our picks for the spring anime. Now... Is later than we normally would do it in the season. <laughs> oh, yes. But that being said, we're getting it done so we can get back in the swing of things, so we can get you what we promised we would get you. And so we'll tackle that there. And then at the end, we're going to talk about Roby Hachi. Yeah. So, got a fun episode ahead of you, y'all. Hope y'all ready, Mom. I've got some interesting takes on Roby Hachi. I'm glad to hear it. So, 
All right. Are you ready to do the news thing? Well, I guess we kind of have to wait for our intro music to stop playing. We're speeding through. Yeah, I've got I've got some news. Well, well, wait, wait. Do we have any flashes? No, not no, really. No. Okay, so I guess just some solid. I'm just gonna kind of roll them into your stuff. Yeah, anything right. that I saw was kind of a news flash was also kind of weird. So I'm just gonna. All right. Have a few. I got solid newsiness for you. It's okay. All righty. So let's get that news. So anime always does things to support and to like get in with things that are going on in the world. And everybody's like, well, maybe you're not. But they're like, we all know that anime is going to put something up in relation to coronavirus. And I tell you what, they did not fail us. And the appropriate anime is supported is is put, put something out for it. You ready for this? The cells at work characters are fighting it. So the official Twitter account for Cells at Work, who they're a manga creator, uh, Akane, mm-hmm. who is self-isolating because of the situation, definitely posted some artwork of our Cells at Work baddies fighting out some coronavirus guys. <laughs> your cells are fighting germs and viruses inside you to protect you. Now it's your turn to protect people around you by staying home now. Words from the creator. Yeah. But... Uh, of all the anime that support it, let's get appropriate here. <laughs> right. Hmm. All right. So, y'all ready to uh, feel pretty badass about anime in the United States? Sure. My Hero Akka is ranked 15 on the New York Times graphic books bestseller. That that just makes sense to me. It's such a popular anime. You know, it. I mean, beating out a lot of comic books, I guess, might be hard, but... I don't know how it traces all that considering like Marvel and DC kind of have like their online elements. And I think if I remember right, Marvel's, or at least it was for a while, it was better Marvel Unlimited um, because you could just read just comics for free. So, Um, so I kind of wonder if that's based on sales or different, different volumes are ranking differently. They, they they have uh, in November, my Hero Akka's Volume 1 was ranked 11. So, and, and to give you guys an idea, Dragon Ball Super was ranked 14 on the list in October. So I'm wondering if that doesn't include comic books. I'm pretty sure it does, but it's the physical and not the digital. I guess. So, they're making names. Hmm. Alrighty, guys. So, moving on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, y'all uh, stuck at home, uh, or a lot uh. of people are. And you're starting to run out of things, or, you know, you started to watch some old things. Well, here's a little inside scoop you can get while you're at home. There's a v- video footage that has been released of the maintenance going on inside the Ghibli Museum. Hmm. So, Ghibli normally has a very strict policy preventing people from taking photos and videos while inside. Which sucks. But with the museum closed right now, and there's nobody to witness the sights... The staff has opened a YouTube channel to release a video journal of the museum during its temporary closure. It's actually been up since the middle of April. And mm. the most recent video updated was 28 April. 
So they're, they're still putting stuff out of inside of the museum. So get on YouTube, look up the, their, uh, their, their channel and, and get yourself some Ghibli museum goodness, especially for you guys who can't get over there to see it yourself in person normally. All right. So everybody's, you know, sucks, right? All these conventions are getting canceled and everything, right? It really yeah. sucks. Um, so Funimation is actually holding a virtual convention. I'm not sure how it's going to work, though. So they announced that they're going to hold Funimation Con 2020 on July 3rd and 4th online, a two-day stream of cosplay meetups, industry panels, QA sessions, and more. Mm. Anime Lockdown actually just did a convent, uh, online, a virtual convention the beginning of May. Yeah, a bunch did, like, um, Eason's doing one. Anime Expo is planned for the beginning of July. That's probably going to get canceled. Um, Or are you talking like a virtual? Well, well, right now it's still planned for the beginning of July, but they haven't said that it's going to be canceled yet. So, Well, they may sell, like, virtual tickets online for it and stuff and still do all this stuff, just do it with a virtual audience. Yeah. I don't know. So... We'll see how it goes. I'm surprised some places haven't done that, but I mean, if you can remove the cost of your venue, that's a huge thing. But I think Anime Expo is corporate sponsored, so I don't know how that like how that all goes. Like if they own their space, they probably don't own the convention space. They pretty much have that reserved every year, though, kind of thing. Yeah. So, all right. So, y'all remember last week when we reviewed this anime about demons and such? Oh yeah, Demon Slayer. Well, guess what? Yep. Amniplex USA is releasing it on Blu-ray disc. Mm, isn't Aniplex the one that fucking price gouges? Sometimes. So, and, and the, the, the reason why is because you're ready like for this? I feel like they are. You ready for this? They will release the first volume of 13 episodes June 30th. And then they're referring to the second volume as a limited edition for 14 to th- through 26. November 24th. Hmm. So, well, we'll see how that comes out. But it's getting put on DVD, or on Blu-ray, so. Get you some demon goodness. All right, guys, so, even looking through this, these newer seasons, there's been a lot of anime that have been canceled due to COVID. That being said, now, I'm getting this list off of Anime News Network. You can actually go online, and they have a list, they have made lists of anime that their production has already been completed. So they're not, their releases are not going to be hindered due to the virus. Things like in, in this new season, BNA, Brand New Animal, Arte, Ascendance of a Bookworm, Dropkick My Devil, Dash, mm. My Next Life as a Villainess, Sing Yesterday for Me. And there's a couple others, you know, and this, this list goes on of a good little pile. So if you're looking for things to watch, and you're worried about them getting stopped mid-season so you get stuck waiting, get online. These lists are out. Check it out. You get some new anime goodness. Could be worthwhile. Could be worthwhile. Right? All right. So uh, for those of you who pay for some of the premium streaming, HBO Max is actually going to be streaming some anime. They have a list of 17 anime that they're getting from Crunchyroll. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, ReZero, Keep Your Hands Off, Izokin. Kunosaba, Bungo Stray Dogs, all three seasons. Berserk, both seasons. Cabinary, Kill a Kill, Your Lie in April, Erased. Schwarzmachen, 91 Days, Testament of the Sisters, New Devil, and more. So, mm. the anime they pick, mm. 
A lot of popular ones. A lot of popular ones. Also some that are kind of... I feel like there was a deal in there. Oh. They're like, we want these popular ones. They're like, okay, but you also, if you want to license those, you also have to license Hold on, these. but here's the thing. In addition, these two will be available with on the service within one year of the launch. Hunter Hunter and Death Note series. Mm. So, it, it's saying they're going to be offering the G-Kids entire Studio Ghibli film library of 21 feature films this spring. Yeah, that... Which is which is probably what they were really going for. Yeah, because Spirit Away, Totoro, Mononoke, Howls, Kiki. Well, those so the G Kids stuff I think technically comes from Disney. I think that's where the the rights for that is. So kind of goofy. I don't know why they wouldn't have added it to Disney Plus, but maybe they don't have exclusive rights to it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure but exactly. I'm, I'm but. pretty sure Disney had the rights to a lot of the Ghibli movies. Um, I, I think it's Warner Media technically that has it. You think so? Yeah. Um, because that that's the company that that owns a you know a lot of these. Well, like, so I know Warner Media now has rights to show it, but like, I don't know where they got them from. If they got them from Studio, I mean, they probably inevitably got them from Studio Ghibli, right? But like, well. I guess, I guess, hmm, G-Kids owned by, who is G-Kids owned by? Found in 2008, na 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 um, I guess it's owned by Eric Beckman, so maybe. Well, it's founded by Eric Beckman. Or founded by him, so, I don't know. But. I guess maybe they're not owned by anybody. But Warner Media has been talking about a reorganization of a lot of their divisions. And this is important for us because this includes Outer Media. And for those of you who don't remember Outer Media, that includes Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth, and Verve. Oh, that's right. Also, Warner, Cartoon Warner Network, Brothers, Adult Swim, and Boomerang. Warner owns Otter Media now, don't and, they? And they've or is been, it Sony? No, Sony owns Funimation. Yeah. And Warner Media has been talking about reorganizing them into a single, and I quote, global kids and young adults, end quote, unit. No, leave my fucking anime streaming service an anime streaming service. Fuck off. So, expect more on that. I don't want to hunt across the different fucking services to fucking find my shit. Now, if they combine them... Or hunt through all your kids' shows because you put anime and kids' shows in the same fucking categories. Yeah. Like, no, no, like, okay, they can be a whole separate side of a streaming service. Then, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, you know, knock that shit off. All right. And to, to round off my news for the day, former media exec Rob Perdea is moving to Netflix. Mm. So he's becoming the new head of anime editorial and publishing at Netflix in Tokyo. Actually, he just did in April. Sorry. So he's worked in Viz Media as the VP of Business and Development Strategy since 2016. And he also served as a CEO for Streaming Viewster and worked with Bandai Namco. So he's got a pretty large, well-known background here. He, al- he also joined Crunchyroll as VP in li- for licensing back in 08. So he's been doing a lot of things with acquiring titles for Crunchyroll and other companies. So... Hopefully, he's going to be helping Netflix with an expansion of their 
quality anime getting more animated in the U.S. Never a bad thing. But that is my news. All righty then, buddy. Let's uh, try and get you ready for some weird wacky news. Oh, dude, you better get fucking weird on me. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be that weird this week. I wish I was. What, why is she going to Japan? Uh, you've heard of mail-order brides, haven't you? Well, they go that way, too. What, what are they, desperate? She's a whale. Don't forget, it's a sumo culture. They pay by the pound there. Sort of like, uh, sort of like tuna. All righty. So for weird and wacky news, I don't have a whole lot. I'm guessing the coronavirus is keeping people from doing weird shit. Though I only keeping went with like the last home. week. So, um, okay. So the first one I've got here is never fear humans. Frieza and Vegeta pledge to destroy coronavirus and save earth once again. So, um, basically if you watched, um, if you've watched like the subtitles for Dragon Ball, like Dragon Ball, Super Dragon Ball Z, it's the actual voice actor, Ryose Nakao. Um, and Frieza is being portrayed by a comedian called Masitake Yamamoto of the comedy duo Bam Bam Bam. Um, and he basically plays, he, he dresses up as Frieza and uh, the voice actor does the voice. And then it wasn't just this, the voice actor of Vegeta also dubbed over this guy um while he cosplayed as Vegeta, like pledging to destroy. I just thought it was kinda goofy. That, that, I like it. It's it's in you can find the two videos. You look it up on Sword News, like Never Fear Humans, I, Frieza and Vegeta. I, I, I like how they actually dressed up as the characters. So it was just pretty amusing. Well, so the voice actors didn't. That's a comedian oh, cosplaying okay. them. Um and then the voice actors just like you can like you guys won't be able to hear it, but bullets can <laughs> Or maybe they will. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, he does. You can see him here. He does the final flash part. Um, I, I love the vis- the uh, the facial expressions. <laughs> and so then Frieza does his goofy little thing. And so it's they're actually kind of funny. They're very short. You can find them um, on Twitter um, as well. But, like, yeah, these you can find this on the Sora News article. Um and I'll actually link it in the Discord real quick here. We have a channel, I'm sure, for that, right? Um, it'll go into shenanigans. Um, unfortunately, I guess in other news, I just noticed this because I was looking at Discord. Kim Jong-un's alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I say, unfortunately, I'm not even going to fucking hide a... Like, so, like, I'm not even going to fucking like, pretend so there's like, actually, oh, he's th- alive. Th- there, there was actually some uh, talk that he was faking his co- or his vegetation coma whatever to weed out rats who were spilling news about him i can see that yep and, and i could see it too but yeah no i haven't well, been able to they did see that just yet. a recent video of him they think he had the, they they know he had an actual cart they think they had a, he had a cardiovascular operation well well no we know he had the operation it was the complications thereafter that was the question right. It maybe he had a little complication, but pretended to be out longer than he was. Yeah. So that's um yeah, that's a thing, y'all. Um okay, Japanese swimsuit models are holding online drinking parties with fans to encourage them to stay home. 
Um, and these are some very lovely ladies. Uh, and so basically some of the most popular and beautiful Gravier models want you to stay home during the spring vacation period. And so during Golden Week, which is going on right now, or is it? Yeah. 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 So, or was that last week? I think it was this week. We're on the tail end of the week. Anyways, so Golden Week was happening and, you know, COVID kind of put a, you know, stop in it. So a lot of these, um, these, uh, Gravier models, um, not a total of nine represented by RIP will be participating in a virtual bar project in which they'll be holding remote drinking parties with fans through video chat app zoom up to five fans can join in each party, which lasts 30 minutes and each model will be holding five parties per day. So and there are dates listed and everything. So this might be reported a little late, but I just thought it was kind of goofy. The tickets for the parties can be purchased online through ticketing service Live Pocket, and all tickets are priced at $62, for the exception of the ones for Morisaki's parties, which command a premium at 7,700 yen, or roughly 70, 73 bucks or something like that, 74. Huh. Now, the ticket is simply for a seat at the virtual table, and you'll still have to provide your own food and drink. It's um, not like they're going to ship food and drink to you. Right. So, it's, uh, let's see, which one was it? Morisaki. So, let's look at Morisaki. I think this is Morisaki. So, yeah. Just so you know yeah. which one commanded the premium. <laughs> oh, no, this is Morisaki right here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the lovely lady, but I just thought it was kind of goofy. And, and there are a lot of stories like this, by the way, of like Japanese people holding these online drinking parties and get togethers. And I wish the United States was doing more of that because I feel like we'd have less riots in the street if people actually weren't afraid of technology. And it's weird, right? We adapt technology to such a large degree in the United States. Um, you give us a new technological device, we're going to fucking use it. All right. We're going right. to fucking own six of them and we're going to use them. Right. That's kind of the, the, the yeah. American mindset. Japanese people are slow adopters to technology, but as far as like technology, that'll make their lives easier through like telecommuting and stuff. They adapt it fairly quickly. Oh yeah. And it's weird that we, as a society in America, and I know there are people doing it, but I feel like we'd have less of these fucking armed protests at a fucking capital, just fucking retarded. Yeah. And I'm sorry, if you come in full body armor and firearms to some, to a fucking protest. That's no longer peaceful. I, yeah, that's not a peaceful protest anymore. That's intimidation. I feel like, I mean, you could have firearms to protect yourself. I guess. I don't know. It's in a weird gray area with the way our right to protest works, right? Oh, because we also wicked. have the right to bear arms. So, so there, I actually had a discussion about this with a couple friends of mine recently. Well, hold up. Before and, you get into that, I just wanted to just cap yeah. off my statement. I just wish the United States would do more things like this and adapt the technology in the right ways to help ease through all this bullshit. So continue. Sorry. No, you're fine. And uh, really, a lot of the situation isn't just people being stupid like that, but there's a lot of other deep-seated things to it, and 
if we really got into it, we could probably talk an entire main topic about this. Well, so I mean, if you get into all the people that believe in deep state, yeah. Well, no, not even deep state things. Um, but like, perfect example. Look at look at the look at the people who are doing it and where they're doing it, because I guarantee you. And I'm not one who normally bring you know go to steps on this topic, but if they had a different skin color, it would go differently. Oh yeah. Plain oh and simple. yeah. yeah, yeah. It, the, the people that are doing this are white males, and honestly, I think that they should be tased, shot, whatever, in prison because, like, and I even looked up the the, spe- the they're, specifications they're of technically well, doing intimidation with well, a firearm. Well, I, I, and I actually looked up the specifications of what is considered peaceful protest, and I can't remember the exact verbiage now, but the fact that they are carrying loaded I'll weapons um, violates. What is considered peaceful protest. Yes, they're legally allowed to have said weapons, but they are not. But once they take those weapons out of holsters, is it is where they cross that line. Um, Hold on. I'm going to look up the definition. So this is just an aside you guys get for free. Right. Um, so. I. Okay, so what is considered a peaceful protest? A peaceful protest, also known as a nonviolent resistance or nonviolent action, is the act of expressing disapproval through a statement or action without the use of violence. So basically, like, a riot is not a... But we knew that. So here, here, this is... So the big three things that constitute the right to protest is, is context neutral, meaning the speech or expression may not factor into permitting decision. Or dissension. Is, yeah. Well, this says decision, but yeah. Um, oh. Is narrowly tailored to serve a significant governmental interest, such as public safety, mm-hmm. and leaves open ample alternative channels to communication. So it's not, hey, you're going to do this and we're, you're just going to say yes. It's it's leaving a chance to actually have a dialogue about it, which, one, it's not neutral when they're armed. And that's, that's, and like me and bullets are like huge gun advocates, right? Like, uh, I, I feel like responsible gun control. Yes. For, for, for my, my two, my, my 22nd thing about gun control, every single person that owns a gun should have to qualify on it. I agree. And maintain that qualification. I agree. Along I with the background checks. I wonder who specifies that qualification though. It, it could be a federally mandated qualification. And would you set that to all guns or like things like all weapons? I mean, all obviously, guns. Obviously, I think, like, muskets and stuff tend to be outside of, like, blunderbusses tend to be, like, if it's made but, before, so, like, but, but, 1800, but, but the example is that, or that could like that. be categorized under a rifle or a shotgun type weapon. Yeah, but I so, think those are exempt from most gun but, laws anyways, is what but, I'm saying. But those would fall under, you'd have to qualify on a weapon of that category. I I like, disagree with that because that's that's where you get into like the gun collecting market. Well, yeah, and but, that's, that's antique but, but, firearms but, but, but is what we're talking is, about yeah, when we like, talk about like, I'm not talking about yeah. a modern blunder well, bus no, but, that you no, can, because you can buy those. Yeah. Still. But my, my, my point is that like, you could call a blunder bus, of an older form of a shotgun. And so if you qualified on a shotgun, Hey, <laughs> I'm generalizing here for, mm-hmm. to make, because getting really specific on a law like this would make things very difficult tedious well and that's what i was saying is most of gun laws that exist yes anything before like i want to say it's like 18 something 
or 1900 is exempt from that law. Yeah. So like you, like you can buy, well, actually, I I don't know if you can buy like a Gatling gun, but I I was, I don't know if you can buy like those early Gatling gun. Well, you can still buy them when they're functional. It's just, I don't know if you have to have a permit at that point, but I know Pawn Stars bought one or was looking at buying one and they don't buy guns they need permits for. Yeah. So unless it would be like a collector's permit of some kind, but they, I think they, yeah. So I don't know, but like, yeah, you, you leave it before that. The reality is I could understand an armed protest, right? I, I can understand it over certain things, right? Also expect an armed response. Well, if you're not using your firearms but, and the police tend to be there anyways with firearms. So but having it in, a they don't have having it out is different. Right. And when you have it slung at the low ready, it's like, okay, that's, that's too much. Yeah. When, when you have an Armalite rifle slung across the front of you with a magazine in, unless you got a three point sling, then it makes sense that it just hang but, like that. But yeah, you know, just, just like the military teaches, Equal, um, if they approach you, you you return with equal force. And once they're armed with weapons, that's expect an equal force response. Now, I know you're the general mindset of kill all the stupid people bullets. No, 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 no. I'm the general mindset of remove warning labels and let stupid people take care of themselves. Fair enough. Um, so, like, the, the only place I'm going to disagree with you a little bit is, like... I think, yes, it is your right to have your firearm and it is your right to protest peaceably. And simply having a firearm doesn't make it non-peaceable because we've got to get away from that mindset. But, because, hold up, hold up. Yep. Because not only, like you were saying, the whole racist racism yeah. thing, right? Um, not only do black people get unfairly targeted when they have a firearm, but people that carry a firearm in general tend to have the police called on them, which is a yes, violation and, of their civil rights. And- and, and and my my argument is the the difference between a holstered. So weapon. we have to normalize. We we can't yes. we can't. And right, like you said, like a a, a, holstered, a holstered weapon. Holstered weapon compared to a non-holstered weapon. Now, if this if it's on a three-point sling, do you consider that a holstered rifle? Is it like if I'm walking around with a magazine in? You have the right to walk around with a magazine in. To be fair, on a rifle. To be fair, it, it, it's it's questionable. Because you have the right to protect yourself and to possess a firearm. Now, if you yes. have a Depending on your state, open carry, concealed carry. But, but, but most states also require transportation of any weapons. The ammunition and the weapon have to be in separate compartments. Unless they're on your person. Unless they're on your person. So that that's with with with, with an Armalite style rifle. That's where you t- you walk the gray line. So so. But either way, these people are jackasses. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of what we got down to, and 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 I. I honestly think they should have been arrested for immediately for because they like it. There's a literal pandemic going on and I don't want to like the pandemic shouldn't strip away your rights, but if you're going to knowingly like protest the pandemic, cause that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're pro- protesting the restrictions the government put in place to help protect us during the pandemic, which is fine. But if you're going to gather in a large group like that and not separate, but I think ultimately we don't even need to ask them to 
We don't even have to ask for them to be arrested because ultimately bullets, here's the answer to that, right? You ready? Yeah. The greatest fucking thing about that is how many of them have caught the coronavirus now. But, and the argument, the the easy weapons, (gasps) the weapons are not, they violated the second part of the whole peaceful protest because it's narrowly tailored to serve a significant government interest, which in this case, public safety. Yeah, they are violating public safety, which it means that it could be stomped the f out. And it should have been. It really should have been. I wish they had. I really wish they had fucking stomped it out. All right. So back to the wacky news. Japanese genius invents a machine to help you get out of unwanted video chats. Nani? A machine, huh? <laughs> no. So it, he basically has this little video, and I'll I'll play it for you, bullets. But it's like escape. And it basically just allows you to stop and then have like the loading sign. And so you can pause your stream with that loading sign that popped up and see created or I think it was she, she created this little uh, thing that looks like the loading symbol. So she could get out of the zoom chat while, you know, pretending like she just stuck loading. Um, which is about as funny as that one video I saw of her, or not of her, of, of that one dude that had the picture of himself looking quizzical, like intrigued and thoughtful about it, what was being said. And then he was hanging out in a hammock behind it. And if you've seen that gif, his picture drops where they see him in a hammock. Everybody but the instructor of the class starts laughing because <laughs> they see him get up and rush to put that sucker back. Um, but so she calls it the emergency online drinking party escape button. Um, the machines, uh, applications go beyond social boozing with some saying it's like a loading circle machine or escape from zoom of their own use for fleeing work meetings or for opting out of difficult questions when their teacher calls on them during an online school (laughs) session. That's epic. Oh yeah. It's. Uh, I probably would have rigged something up like that had I had to do that. Um, but she has a YouTube channel, Fujiwara does, where she pre- uh, presents her unique brain children like a machine that scratches your face for you if you're avoiding touching it with your own hands as part of the coronavirus precautions. Um, and I'm going to copy that link, and I'm going to put that also in shenanigans. So on the Discord, and if you guys... Go to our Discord and go to Shenanigans. You can find these two links and go check this out. I'd say go check out her YouTube channel because she seems like a hilarious individual. Um, Okay, so beyond face masks, a Japanese company is selling anti-infection paper helmets. So it's a uh, box manufacturer um, called Sagasiki. And they have entered the... they, They noticed that there was a shortage of these masks... So, but you can get this helmet and they call it the Hakode Guard. Um, and it's basically just a box that's a helmet you can put on your fucking head and walk around, which, you know what? That sounds actually like great to me. That sounds like what everybody should be wearing is something like this, almost like a JLAS helmet. Yeah, but people would cut holes in them so they could breathe better, just like they're doing with masks. Wait, what? Oh my God. Oh yeah, you didn't know. So there, there's, there's, a, there's a thing going around and I've seen a couple people, a couple pictures where people have cut holes in their masks so they can breathe better uh so i think that's a cool thing uh all right 
So, on to some non-corona related stuff. Once upon a time, Japan had sewing machines you controlled with the Nintendo Game Boy. Um, so you put the Game Boy in there, you'd plug in your link cable, and you'd be able to control these sewing machines. And it would be in this special tray, and Osaka-based sewing machine maker Jaguar actually sold not one, but two different models that were controlled using the 1990s handheld hardware. That's awesome. So, um... Yeah, and it basically connects to the Game Boy via the Game Link cable, the same cord used to connect to Game Boys for co-op cable, or for co-op or versus play. Um, But instead of jumping on turtles or collecting pieces of the Triforce, you manipulate the D-pad and buttons to choose patterns for stitches and embroidery. There's even a special cartridge seemingly jointly produced by Jaguar and software developer Natsume that you stuck into the Game Boy containing the various sewing options. Huh. And um, it was called Raku Raku Mishin, which translates to Easy Easy Sewing Machine. Nice. I want this back. Like, can we do this? Right. Um, in addition to the Nuato, Jaguar also sold a mod, which was one of the models. They also sold a model called the Nuyel, which worked in much the same way, but didn't have a dedicated place to put the Game Boy, like a tray for it. Yeah. So, but it was the same concept, and there was also an expansion, Raku Raku Mission sequel, in the form of the Mario Family cartridge, which gave you 32 more patterns to work with, from Mario, Peach, and Yoshi, to Boos, Bullet Bills, and Koopa Troopas. Nice. Though, oddly, no Bowser. Uh, probably too complicated of a design. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, Yoshi, I don't know, would it be much more complicated than Yoshi? I don't think so. And so, while Mario Family was only for use with the Game Boy Color and Advance hardware, it appears that Raku Raku Mission was even was compatible even with the monochrome original Game Boy, as shown here, where the new yell is hooked up to a Game Boy Pocket. Um, so I think that's something they need to bring back. I'd buy this, or even with other gaming devices. Right. Yeah, you could you could definitely bring that into the uh, new century. Um, Jaguar has discontinued both of its Game Boy compatible sewing machines, but somebody did suggest that the company should make a model that works with the Nintendo Switch. Hey, there we go. I agreed. They should do that. And I'll buy your sewing machine. As long as it's not as much as the Switch, which it probably will. be. I don't know. I'd be interested, especially if you could load a lot of pre-built patterns onto it. Right. And it would just shing, 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 as you did things in the game. That'd be a fun way. So I'm not really that great with the sewing machine. And then you get distracted. And I don't know actually how to really use a sewing machine at all. I'll teach you someday. Like, I, I, I feel like I was taught when I was younger, but like I did it home. once. Like in home ec like, school? No. Well, maybe, but no. I'm telling bye, you. Bye. Well, I'm telling you, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, but, I might have yeah. skipped that day, too. But, like, um, not that I skipped a lot of school, y'all. I just, listen, that class sucked. Um, yeah, it taught you adult things. It did, but um, yeah, I'm 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 interested in checking this out. So, I wish they I I I'd, I'd use one like this. Fuck it, you attach a video game to it, the right kind of video game, and I'm interested. <laughs> I'll make sure. Alrighty, so my last piece of news. All right, there was a 13 year old video game contest winner who became one of Japan's greatest manga artists. That's awesome. So Capcom's Mega Man came out for the Famicom NES in 1987 and basically established that series formula for success. Um, so 
you know, Mega Man works how Mega Man games do, and I'm not going to really explain it because those who know, know, and those who don't, well, there are better podcasts to listen to to explain. Basically, you just run through and fight the Robot Masters. And there was a young man, a young high school student named Yusuke, and he created the vacuum-like Dust Man. And impressed the judges so much that it was picked to be one of the Mega one of Mega Man 4's bosses. So he created that and he decided to enter another contest again when it was held for Mega Man 5. And once again, his drawing was one of the winning entries and became the basis for the game's Crystal Man Robot Master. That's awesome. Okay. His grown-up job is manga artist. But Yusuke Murata, artist for is is his name is the artist for the smash hits One Punch Man and Ice Shield 21. Particularly, One Punch Man. Damn. Yep. So, while his name is displayed in the credits for Mega Man 4 and 5, his involvement was gone unnoticed by many who never beat the games. Um, or Quitters. didn't have the prescience to know he'd become the internationally beloved comic artist a decade plus later. Recently, though, Japanese Twitter, a tw- Japanese Twitter user gave everyone a reminder that this is a thing. Um, and you can find examples of the characters he drew originally. Um, in the short autobiographical manga seen here, the artist recounts how he also entered the design contest for Mega Man 3, and though he didn't win, was selected for an honorable mention. So I just, I thought that was fucking hella awesome and worth sharing. Oh, yeah, definitely. But it's kind of like, you know... I, I I know you're not a Doctor Who. You're not a Whovian. No, right? I'm not. You don't you don't watch Doctor Who. But Peter Capaldi, who was the doctor before I believe her name's Jody Whit- Whitaker. I haven't seen a whole lot of her season. I think it's Jody Whitaker. And that and that's not because I didn't want to, it's because You just haven't done it yet. Ba- basically, yeah. I was waiting for more episodes to come out and I'm just not used to her name yet took me a while to remember Peter Capaldi, and it was mostly because I was talking to somebody about Peter Capaldi a lot. And But Peter Capaldi put in a magazine at the age of six into a Doctor Who fan magazine that one day he was going to be the Doctor when he was six years old. Bam! And then one day he just became the Doctor. And when people found that, they, I think it was on the Graham Norton show, they're like, is, is, is this you? And he's like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Bitch science. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, with that, guys, we are going to take off to our first commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to go over our picks for the spring 2020 anime season. Yeah. yeah. See you in a few. Did you guys hear about the new G Gundam release coming from Right Stuff? Um, what are those? Oh, 
I think Brains called them uh, Corlanders? Corlanders? They look like hover cars. Yeah, but he said they were G Gundam, and, well, he built them. His Gundam habit is getting out of control. Not out of control. It's perfectly fine. You ready to do this, Bullets? Yeah. Okay. Hop on your Corlander and get ready. This is going to be sweet. Brains, what are you guys doing? After your whole JoJo's incident where you blew away Mr. Smith's rose bushes, the neighbors haven't been too happy. Well, um, eh, it'll be okay. Let's do this, Bullets. Rise, Rise Gundam! Oh, Jesus. This is really getting out of hand, guys. Mobile trace systems checking brainwaves, blood pressure, pulse, respiration, temperature, metabolism. All green. And if you guys ever hope to build your own Gundam, go get you some Gundam Blu-rays at rightstuffanime.com. Let's get things started. Gundam fight all sets. Ready? Warning, the following clip may contain descriptions of explicit behavior conducted by Bishi boys. Now that's not to say he didn't get physical, quite the opposite in fact. Our boy Kent was researching all the ways to please a woman. Hold his lever. And he put some <laughs> of that learning into effect, if you know what I mean. Let me give you a scene from the show that I really quite liked. My research shows that women find it pleasurable if men place their fingers here, then apply some pressure and begin to rub that area. <laughs> Do you enjoy that? Is it giving you pleasure? Please respond. I need verbal <laughs> Please respond. <laughs> I gotta get this out. I gotta get this out. Get it out. Please respond. I need verbal confirmation that this is something that you enjoy. <laughs> Heroin Sadie tells him that it's hurting her as he's rubbing her too vigorously. Ow. Despondent Ken removes his fingers and looks at them. Perhaps I applied too much pressure. Don't worry, Kent. Head pats are difficult to master. <laughs> <laughs> And that was Yata from the Reanimator Pod. If you want to hear more, you can check out our website. That's R E N M A T O R P O D dot com. We release new episodes every Monday. Geeking out at the Tower Discuss, Andrew doesn't know slang. I, I'm actually excited for this, and everything points to that actually working out. If if anything, everyone will come out of being like Elizabeth Banks was off the rock on that one mm. i don't know what slang is these days <laughs> that was so bad I know. off the rails off the chain off a rocker off the rock where the hell you get that from the rock no you didn't all right shut up mm-hmm. and you can find more at that at geoattcast.com and now back to the show
right, guys, welcome back, and welcome to our section about spring season picks. All right, so we did, because we're getting back in the swing of things and we are trying to make sure that we are getting you content as fast as possible within reason, we tried something a little bit different this year, or this season. So we both made our lists like normal, but instead of rolling off, we actually put our lists side by side, saw what we had in common, and saw what we didn't. And then we took what we had in common and we decided we'll divide those up. And then we watched all the PVs for, for the... Well, Not all of them. Well, we watched the PVs for all of our ones that we didn't have in common. Oh, yep. And decided on those whether we wanted to add them into the list. And then we went down and divided them up in between us by pairing off like similar anime, similar style anime. Right. Like isekais together, things like that. And so that way... Hopefully, maybe this season will get us overall better content for you. And if it works out well, it might be something we try again in another season. And if not, we'll go back to rolling. Well, the the big thing is Bullets and me were riding along in the car one day. And there was like a Bullets made a really good point, which is, you know, we were continuing to roll off, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. But it's not as fun without a third person involved. Because inevitably what happens between me and him is we tend to know what the best anime are. Like, perfect example. Or not the best anime, but like the anime with like the highest chances of being good. Yeah, like perfect example with this season when we compared our lists, there was like three on my list that weren't on his, and a list of 15. Yeah. And about the same for him. Yep. So all when, when we roll off, we would just be essentially going back and forth down our list. On and, what's left. And the, the shitty thing is, like, even if we kind of plan to, like, get the show we want, like, based on knowing kind of what the other's going to pick, yeah. right? <laughs> the shitty thing is, if we don't guess right, there's a good chance we're stuck with a lot of bad shows. Yeah. We're not even necessarily bad shows, but not the shows we wanted. And so when he was talking about that, I was like, you're right. Rolling off doesn't make sense. Not um, with two a, people. Not with two people because there's just not enough. Um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for here. There, there's there's not enough variation options. Right. But like, if if he rolls first, if he picks first, it's literally just going to come down to the order that we put all the shows that we both like. And if I did it right, like had like what I thought were the five best shows of the season, which may have been. Five of the, you know, five of the top eight shows in the season, then bullets kind of gets left with less, right? Yeah. If if I rolled off higher or vice versa, and so we thought that this would make a better distribution plan, um, make it a little easier to like go back and forth and like pick like that. Um, now the roll offs are really easy because we just make our list and then we roll, and then, and then the just- fates lie where they will. The other thing we did is we trimmed down the number of shows we're doing impressions like, on this yeah. just for this season. And like normally, like I said, I'll, I'll have a list before I roll off. I'll start with a list of like 15 shows, knowing that we only review nine or less. But seeing as as we record this and this episode won't come out much longer after we've recorded this. Um, six. A lot of the shows are at six or seven of episodes. If not aired completed. Some are completed, but that's just kind of a goofy thing. Well, that's just because they got submitted all at once. But we're doing less shows because we're going to inevitably, we're either just going to pick all the, we're going to, 
we might pass every, not everything we have, but like most of what we have between us. And, but we might not. There are, might be some that just kind of go that we have high hopes for that we're just kind of like, yeah. So we trim down the selection to what we think is going to be good, what we'll enjoy the most. Um, now that's not said, that's not saying you can't request other shows, an impression on other shows. That's what I want to make extremely clear to you guys when you're listening to this. And girls and those of a non-binary gender. Well, guys is gender neutral to me, but girls, gals, yes. and those of, yeah, dude, dude, dude's a, a, a gender neutral term. At least to me it is. Um, I, I think it is to me too, but like d- sometimes I'll do dudes and dudettes, but anyways, and- the, the idea is that you guys should tell us. One, if we missed anything that you think is poignant for the season, and I'm saying that to everybody, but I'm going to point out certain people I know listen to this podcast, um, Avarius, Myrtle Turtle, Yada, Thonic, y'all tend to be pretty vocal about when we don't pick the right shows. Well, well, so, the shows that you don't think we should pick. Or when, when you think we miss shows that you thought we should, shouldn't have missed. If there's anything you think we missed, tell us. More importantly, part of the reason for going so low on this season is because even though we're not doing impressions, like a general picks and impressions style for winter, which we basically missed, there is a show for damn sure I'm I'm going to want to cover on this podcast, and I'm, I'll, I'll say it now, it's Doro Hedro, and I'll probably just talk about that during our impressions episode that we do for the fall yeah fall anime um which should be that well we'll sort it out but yeah we'll next episode or the episode after depending on what we've communally watched and where we're at on on um, on everything yeah because i still have to watch pet because it came out in winter but i chose it for fall because it didn't come out during the fall but doesn't really matter because i chose it so fuck it but um yeah so bullets and 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 i we need your guys's suggestions for as far as winter goes, what you think are the best shows for the winter? Um, and we're not going to say that we're, we, I will do my best to at least give every show an impressional watch, an impressional watch, and then tell you if I'm going to watch it or not. But I want you guys to focus it down to two, with two things in mind, um, which is really just, just like the important things, right? or three things, which are kind of how we, how we choose how we pass shows, even though we've never really discussed it. Yeah. It's, will there be, will it be an interesting show to talk about? So even though neither of us may, it might not be our normal speed of thing, like, um, a slice of life, like Surinay, yeah. right? Or no, maybe Surinay. Oh, maidens in your savage season. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's a slice of life coming of age story. And that's not necessarily like, our default like oh that's what we want to watch but it's interesting to talk about there's something interesting that can come from it and we can recognize that it's a good show so that's first off um actually i feel like there was a show i passed oh the kodo anime yeah which i don't think you watched because i did that impression with i believe or not that impression that review with like a myrtle turtle yeah um well i'd started watching i just Right. Gone. So like that Koto anime. Okay. Not nor I like I'm not normally into like the club anime. Like not saying I don't that I dislike it, just like 
you know, it's got to have something interesting. Well, one of the, 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 it made an interesting discussion topic when we were reviewing it, right? Yep. Uh, when me and a Myrtle Turtle were reviewing it. Like, there's, so that's one, makes an interesting topic. Two, you Visuals. think we'll like it a lot. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. Two, you'll think we'll like it a lot. No, I just meant for, like, mainstay reasons why we'll pass it. Yeah, like, it, it, it needs it to have to- visual ability to it. It can't be, like, this train wreck of animation. That's what I'm, you know. It has to, or if it is a train wreck of animation, it has to be really fucking interesting. Yeah, like everything else has to be awesome. But yeah, like the so, animation quality has to have well, some measure like, to it. Berserk's a good yeah. example. Like there were problems. The sound effects were rough. Yeah, <laughs> the animation was rough, but it was still Berserk and like an interesting story. Um, and the third and final thing is if you just think it's one of the best anime for winter season. So those are the three things. Interesting to talk about. Something that you think we'll have a lot of fun with. Or finally, best anime. You just think it's the best anime that's put out that season. For me, one of them that I think is, or two of them that I think are fantastic, is it's The Scientist Falling in Love. I can't remember what it's actually called. But it's like I caught clips of it. Looks really great to me. Um, and Doro Hetero. I thought has been a fantastic ride so far so um that's what we need you guys to do to help us out with this trans transition um so yeah this is the kind of like we decided to do these things and i just wanted to explain why it's because we want to leave room to review things we've missed and to make sure we don't get overloaded with reviews even though we're going to try to do some extra ones here and there so bullets do you want to start yep i'll start us off okay so our list so the first one that is going to be one of my picks was my original near the bottom of my list was art and i know there's an e on it but i'm just gonna say it's a silent e art so it it's early 16th century birth of the renaissance our main character is wanting to become an artist but in the renaissance time That's not a thing females are allowed to do. So she's running through, obviously, the male-dominated society, and she's trying to find a good way to break into this world where, of course, she's going to have her love interest. She's going to be facing strong discrimination and all these challenges. And she's going to try and push through to become a name for herself. And so one of the reasons why I pulled it on there is because I feel like it's going to be a... A good, it, you're gonna have to have a strong character for this, and at least your main character is gonna have to have some strength to it. So the, it's gonna have some good depth to it, and the I think it's gonna approach a lot of issues that we are even still dealing with the world today, and it's gonna make it really fun to actually like actually think about and talk about. And the animation looks pretty good, and so I'm I, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Alrighty, solid. All right, so since we're starting. Bottom. You started from the bottom, now you're here. All right, so I guess, yeah, I'll, well, I'll just say this, because I'll get this one out of the way. Um, I'm going to do Seven Seeds Part 2. Um, I thought Season 1 was a fantastic anime, so Season 2, I'm pumped. I, I want to see where this goes. I I And I think it's fantastic for, like, the way it kind of portrays this nutty situation. I think what they did like how they chose the seven seeds was kind of goofy um 
and doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense, but I'm interested in the future of like where the story goes. So I'm going to pass it for those you don't remember or don't know. Seven seed was an anime that we did a review of, and it is basically a bunch of people, seven different groups. If I remember right. Seven different groups, post-apocalyptic Japan. Yep. Uh, or maybe it wasn't even seven. No, no, seven seed, I think, means the seven vaults that they had. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no. I think because, it's six diff- or f- five different groups. Five groups. Because it's spring, summer A and B, and then winter, fall, fall and winter groups. And so they're like, I just, I liked the show. Um, it's about the post-apocalyptic did. world. Um, Basically, something was coming that was going to be like this plague. If I remember right, it was like an influenza virus that mutated, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I'd have to look. But yeah. I want to say it was an influenza virus because it's one of the things we like. Um, and and so basically, this plague wipes out planet or or everybody on the planet, and see so these people wake up from cryostasis, but they don't know why they were chosen. This is what boggles me about the show. It's like, uh, okay, all but one group didn't know they were being chosen. So, and the one group was trained for it, but like they're little. Crazy. So I think it's kind of, I think it's a very interesting show. Um, And it's a post-apocalyptic show and it's on Netflix. So check it out if you're interested. Dinosaurs, uh, brain-eating insects that control your mind, shit like that. It's, I I think that the world that they're set in is interesting, even though the premise of how they got there is kind of dumb. But yeah, going to check that out. All right, Bullets. All right, so... Moving up the list there. The next one is Yesterday Wo Uhuathe. So this is a coming-of-age tale of a group of friends. And it's two boys and two girls, and I know the, the, the sexual pair-off. And it's really about them growing up together and, you know, facing some issues. And, you know, you're going to have the things like, you know, misunderstandings that, you know, get blown out of proportion and other feelings with, I'm going to assume each other, you know, love triangles and whatnot and whodunits that that's going to cause interesting dynamics with their relationships. And so it's drama romance. So we know that there's going to have interest in between them. And obviously that always creates drama, but I, I feel like it's going to yet again, you know, since, since we kind of brought up how we look at these, it's going to make an anime that, it's not something you're going to watch in the background because you're going to want to pay attention because there's going to be a lot of things going on that may not be just, you know, gunfights and everything, but it's going to have a lot more subtlety to it. That's going to make you really have to think about what's going on and who knows, maybe even learn something. Yeah. Um, alrighty then. My next one is, uh, tower of God. So tower of God is based off of a very popular webtoon. It's a co-production um between webtoon and crunchyroll using telecom animation film studio and i don't know much about telecom but tower of god's incredibly popular i've read a few chapters of it um just a long time ago when i first got into some webtoons but then that got taken over by uh japanese or not japanese uh, korean uh hentai manhwa <laughs> Uh, so I stopped reading webtoons. I started again recently, but I haven't picked Tower of God back up yet. But I'm very interested in the show. Um, 
And so the story of Tower of God, Tower of God centers around a boy called 25th Bam, who has spent most of his life trapped in a, beneath a vast and mysterious tower with only his close friend, Rachel, to keep him company. When Rachel enters the tower, Bam manages, is it Bam or is it Barn? It's too far away from me and I can't read it. It's Bam. It's Bam? Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, Bam, when Rachel enters the tower, Bam manages to open the door into it as well and faces challenges at each floor of his to- of this tower as he tries to find his closest companion. So I think that it's a very, I think it's going to be kind of fun at the battle anime. The animation's kind of different. Webtoony. Yeah. It's kind of how we talked about it when we watched this. Yeah. Movie. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I want to check it out. Um, and I've heard good things from some folks about it now, not saying they're, they're not reviewers, right? So, um, not saying a reviewer's point opinion is any more important, but they're newer anime fans. They're very interested in this. And so I'm excited to like actually sit down and, and give a watch to this for, for a few reasons, but that kind of pumps my excitement up a little bit because these people have also been watching good anime. so. I don't think they'd be excited about this if if it was bad. So, all righty. All right. So my next one, actually, there isn't much to say about this next one. So there's a new standalone complex out. Yeah. So standalone complex 2045, and it's got a lot more of the what I'm going to call some of those newer animation styles that's coming out. We watched the PV for it. It's standalone complex. So so we do kind of have a pre thought what it's going to be like. But we, we we watched it, we're interested, and hoping that it's going to have that more depth to it that we know Ghost in the Shell has known to have. And so that, that's what we're hoping for, is that, that real deep depth and that thought process that you're really going to have to work on when you watch this. It's got action. It's, it, you know, it's got action. It, it's got all the things that standalone, or that Ghost in the Shell is good for so far. So hoping that it's going to, Keep running with that train and keep being awesome. Mm-hmm. All righty. All right. Let's check this bad boy out. All righty. Uh, Sorry, I'm juggling multiple things, folks. All right. So my next one is Hachinante Sorewa Naideshu. Or I think it's like I'm the eighth son in a nobleman's family or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, so it's an isekai that looks interesting to me. And the reason it looked interesting to me just like right away was the fact that it was, you know, he, you're reincarnated as the eighth son in a noble family. So it's like, okay, you are super far away from inheriting anything. But Ichinomio Shingo, a 25-year-old man working at a firm company, while thinking of tomorrow's busy working day, goes to sleep. However, when he w- woke up, he found himself in a room unknown to him and realized that he is inside a six-year-old's body, taking over his body and mind. He soon learns from the memories of the boy that the boy was born as the youngest child of a poor, noble family living in a back country. So, like, literally nothing will go to him. Having no administrative skill, he can't do anything to manage the vast land his family has. Fortunately, he is blessed with a very rare talent, the talent of magic. Unfortunately, while his talent could bring prosperity to his family, in his situation, it only brought disaster. This is the story of a boy, 
Wendelin von Benno Bauermeister opening his own path in a harsh world. So I'm excited just because, like, as much as I talk trash about isekai, I love isekai even when they're kind of trashy. Right. Like, I, I don't think they're the greatest anime ever, but I enjoy them, which is why I, like, I can, where I always go to the thing, I can recognize that it's good or that it's bad. But whether I like it is a completely different story. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's the fun line that we dance as uh, podcasters. Like I love reading hentai manhwa, but I'm going to be honest. It's trash. <laughs> it's kind of they're they're often kind of trash. Like even when they're drawn real well and they have these nice stories with them. Like sometimes nice you'll sometimes you'll get some sometimes you get some that actually have like story and you'll be reading like eight chapters and then you see porn, but like a lot of a lot of the ones I read are almost like porn 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 story porn 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 story, and then there's story weaved into the porn, and I enjoy reading them. It's not because I'm like going into the back corner at my break at work to jerk off. It's no, it's. I just think that they're like it's a it's catharsis for me for some reason. It's Might seeing too. I think I think a lot of times it's just seeing like the harem anime actually coming to like its absurd conclusion rather than its uh, like uh, like its absurd porny conclusion rather than coming to its absurd like we'll all conclusion can't get laid conclusion we'll all be together we're all friends da, 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 even though you know there are characters throwing their bodies at the main character so literally. So, um, like one I started reading recently was like a world where like men and women live in two different nations and split apart on this continent. And like, they basically have like these warriors and in their armies. And when they fight at like this, like elite level sex fight, well, that's kind of what it is. They fight to the point where they basically kill the other person. And if they manage to take their tag, cause they're all wearing dog collars with tags on them. Um, then they get to bang them, basically. And that's how they keep having children, even though men and women are kept apart. So it's sex flag football. Yep, basically. Except not football, combat arts. But Sex flag dick ball. So there's some goofy things, but I, I'm excited about this because I like, I, I just am fun. I have fun with these isekai. Um, and, you know, whether I'll, reviewed or not i think i'll have fun watching it unless it's truly bad like um what was it your mom and her two hit multi-attack like yeah. i thought that that was i thought it was fun it's fun but it's not good it's fun but it's still garbage <laughs> and like even it wasn't even so fun as to like be like i had a lot of fun watching this even though i think this is not good like it was a there were fun moments in episodes that felt like they dragged on too long. That's that that's saddening. Yeah. So, and that, that's how I felt about your mother and her two hit multi-target attack or what, however that, that long ass yeah. name goes, but. All bullets. right. So my next one, and I don't, I don't think it has an English name. Mm, so Kashuki Goko, Goto. Oh, um, I think it does. Here I got a. F- no, no, no. It's it's English name is Kashuki Goto. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I I just checked. So um, 
It's about a single father who is a manga artist, and he's a he's a top selling manga artist. The thing is, it's erotic manga. Problem is, he has this young impressionable young daughter that well he has he hides his career from because well he does what he can to support his daughter like a good father, but. This anime is kind of getting described as, you know, he's bending over backwards to keep his curious young daughter, his little mind, away from discovering what he does for a living. So, it sounds funny. Um, My, my big worry about this was, like, a couple seasons ago, I, I remember, like, a, a similar concept, but I think it was, like, siblings, and it, it got into, like, sibling love stuff, and it was weird. And so, like, one of the, the things I was looking at when I first read this was making sure that it wasn't, like, Family love, weirdness, but it but it seems like he's just an an erotic manga artist, and he's just trying to make a living and well keep his daughter innocent. And it it, it sounds funny, amusing. It looks like it's animated decently, and I, I'm kind of curious, like just to see the kind of shenanigans that end up happening and how he ends up trying to find ways to keep his daughter from uh, getting involved in his uh, erotic manga drawings. Or the weird excuses he makes for something she does see, because I could see that being the the the. Oh, I thing. think it's gonna be hilarious. I I just hope it's also like cute, kind of right. like uh, I think it was called Sweetness and Lightning, which was like about a father and learning how like he was with like the seventeen year old girl and he's learning how to cook and like actually provide proper nutrition to his child that's like four years old or whatever. I just hope it's cute like that. Yeah. Too. And that's what I'm hoping for is it's, it's got the quality to it. It's got quality and the gags. Give me both. And they could be a little dirty, but also make it kind of cute. Right. Like make, make the relationship between the father and the daughter cute. And then have like the goofy fucking gags in between. Like, I think, I, I don't know. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. And that's why I'm excited for it. Cause as long as they don't go into like some weird routes with it, I, f- I feel like there could be a great, character personality between the two of them sumo are my fucking retarded cat just jumped up because i guess he wanted my attention and like was standing on the edge of the chair hugging my shoulder it was adorable on the arm it it was you stinking you should you should you should roll a little bit back in your chair so we can sit on your lap and get the pets that what you're wanting you little cracked out fiend come here yeah i just sat on his lap your eye, your pupils are really small right now. And I don't know if that's because of the light you're looking at or because you're cracked out and I'm worried. Come here, Sumo. But yeah, so I- I'm excited for that one. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> All right, I got a chonk on my lap now. There All we right. go. All right. Because uh, I'm going between multiple Google Docs at the moment because I'm trying to multitask. All right. Oh. Well, he just fell off and shredded my leg. Ow. <laughs> That's enough of that. All righty, guys. I told you there's a lot of things I don't edit out. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. What's my next one? <laughs> my next one is uh, uh, Kitsusuki uh, Tante Dokoru, or Dokoro, which is a um, pretty, uh, pretty interesting looking anime. Uh, and like I wasn't that interested in it at first, and then we watched the PG or not the PG, PG. the PV, and I became a lot more interested in it. Um, 
it's got an interesting PV. So the story is set in 1909 during Japan's Meiji era and centers on fictional versions of real life poet, poet, um, Taku Obuku Ishikawa and real life linguist Kiyosuke Kendaichi, who were acquaintances in real life. Uh, Taku Boku, uh, runs a private detective agency to support his family. Both begin to investigate a case of supposed ghost appearances at the Asakusa Junkai, Junikai building, uh, also known as the Brionkai. So it just looked like it was fun and interesting. So I'm going to check it out. I like detective stuff. Uh, Yeah. And I actually thought this would be an interesting one too. It looks like it might be good. I'm just hoping that it's not one of those, I am super special at everything I do, and thus yeah. there are we don't leave enough clues for anybody to try to figure out the mystery right. ahead of but, time. But the fact that it's just labeled as a mystery and not like sci-fi or, you know, right. something else, I feel like leads more to they're more human and less, like, magical luge. All right. So, my next one, Apare Ronman. So, after something happens, this kid but you know like like most geniuses socially inept engineer apare and his friend find themselves on a boat from japan to the u.s broke they end up competing in a trans-american wild race to win the prize and return to japan so for all you americans this sounds like japanese rat race for those of you guys who haven't seen the movie look it up it's great and actually there's a sequel to it as well but it's a vehicle race across the United States for a prize. And so these two battle crazy rivals, a bunch of outlaws, of course, and the great outdoors race through. They say it says wild West from the starting line in LA uh, to finish up in New York. So they're using a steam powered car. So it's going to have fun mechanical luge to it, which will make things interesting. And a lot of the characters in the imagery have a lot of that steampunky vibes to it. And when you're talking outlaws and steampunk, it sounds like fun. I enjoyed rat race. If they're kind of building off of that, I think it's going to be a good idea because you're going to have the different teams with different personalities. Mm -hmm. And there are plenty of parts in the United States that will make amazing backdrops for a race like this. So I'm excited to see where it goes. It sounds just like a good time. Honestly, I, um, I agree. I, I think it'll be interesting, which, you know, can be hard to do, but okay. So my next one is Namiyo Kitekure. Alrighty. So this anime uh, kind of jumped out to me because of like the setup, like what it would, the description just sounded interesting and I yeah. haven't actually checked and, it out. And, and I liked it as well. So I was going to tell you, you want to yeah. talk it? The stage is Sapporo Hokkaido. One night, our heroine, Minari Koda, spills her heartbroken woes to a radio station worker she meets while out drinking one night. The next day, she hears a recording of her pitiful grumbling being played live over the air. She then storms into the station in a rage, only to then be duped by the station director into doing an impromptu talk show explaining her harsh dialogue. With just one recording... The many eccentric facets of Minari's life begin to pull every which direction as she falls ever deeper into the world of radio. So, like, since it's, like, going into, like, being a radio host, and not only that, just, like, she sounds like she's an interesting character, I'm pumped to check this out. So, 
I'm actually like super excited for this, and tonight we'll probably be watching this. Although it'll be a hard toss between it and catching up on JoJo's, which is what I've been doing lately. So season four. All right. Well, our diamond is unbreakable. That'll make it easier. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Bullets? So what's your name? Or well, any was, comments you have well, on this I, too? So I actually looked at this end. The only pull away I had is how she gets pulled into it. You know the posting the the audio online you know and i was just like that's pretty shady shit like the fact that it oh yeah that's definitely shady shit yeah then they pull her into employing her i I think the 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 radio show would make it very interesting because there's plenty of ways that they can take that and so i i was kind of excited Uh, i was excited and interested to see how she uh takes that miss well that violation to her own forte and she just takes it and takes and dominates that whole system so I was excited to see how it goes that direction. All right. So my last anime pick for this season is called Listeners. So a post-apocalyptic world that's been torn apart by shadowy creatures known as Earless. So humanity's heroes are the players who pilot Mecha. And they just generically call their Mecha equipment. So they, they battle these the Earless while trying to earn, you know, frame and fortune to boot because they're players apparently. So, and it's about these, these players using said equipment and even to the point of making their own makeshift mecha to fight. And he finds this, this character named you or Moo as it's pronounced, who has a mechanical port in the back, which is apparently a telltale sign of being a player. You have essentially like a headphone jack in your body somewhere that you hook into these mechas, these equipment that you fight with. So they become a friends and they, they vow to use their skills to fight for the world and defeat the earless. So the animation style looked pretty cool. The, the way they're interacting makes it, makes it interesting. It, it had a fun dynamic to it. Um, we watched the PV for this one and I liked, I liked the animation style, how they were doing it. And I'm, I was just really excited. It, I always like post-apocalyptic. So there's that. And it's going to have some fun battles in it. So there's that, but it, it just seemed like a good time to watch. And it looked like it's going to have a good background, hopefully have a good background story to build into. All righty. All right. So I guess this is my last one, too. Mm, uh, I should have one more. more. I thought I you do. did. Did I miss one? Scroll up. Oh, that's right. I do have another one. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I thought I had an extra one past bullets. All right. So Glapnir is one of the ones I chose. I, and, and so this is one we were that Bullets was kind of feeling iffy on. And I'm not going to lie, I feel a little iffy on it too, but I watched the PV and something about it just makes me interested in it. Now, there's etchiness to this to this whole thing. Um which is which is part of my reservation is I tried to stay away from the etchy marked shows if possible because we could use them in other facets. So but this girl that he's like, that's into him, seems like she's a Yandere and thus crazy as fucking, I don't know what. What is the craziest thing you've ever heard of bullets? In anime? No, 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 no. Just like, what's what's a good euphemism? Crazier than, crazier than an anti-vaxxer. Okay, yeah, yeah, we could go with that. I like that one. Okay, crazier than an anti-vaxxer who blames their child having polio on the government. All right? It's like, she looks like she's crazier than that. There's a lot of etchy scenes with her, but 
She looks like she came right out of When They Cry. Mm. An older yeah, version. For as far as she's crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but like, like hotter. Well, and not children. Well, that's why I said older. <laughs> hey, like ten, yeah. ten years later. <laughs> so um, Shuichi Kant. Uh, Kagaya isn't human. He has an unnatural sense of smell and can transform into an incredibly powerful beast, which kind of looks like a fucked up giant teddy bear, but of sorts. He does all he can to avoid standing out and being discovered, but no good deed goes unpunished. And his decision to use his power to save a girl spells the end for his quiet life. So it looks like he's going to actually have some kind of cool battle scenes. I'm hoping it's, I'm just hoping it's fun. I like kind of like when they do this weird stuff, which is part of why I like anime. Because they're not scared to do the weird stuff. Right. But like, I am like, I, I'm just, I'm hoping that this is a, 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 just a fun, crazy, like a fun, crazy trip. Kind of like um, Future Diary. So then I guess I've got one more, right? Bullets. Yep. All right. So my other one, um, and I think, what did we split for for this one, it was another one you wanted to see really bad, or you wanted. So um, we, we split it. We split. Was it a party? No, you got a party. No, 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 no. So that. for this last one, you're about to talk about. It was the one we split with listeners. Okay, yeah. So it's Studio Mappa or Studio Trigger. Yeah, and I like <laughs> Studio Trigger a lot. And, and we, actually, I was gonna. I would say it's easy to say we we both appreciate both studios. And. Um, I'm just I'm I'm interested to see it though. We're getting more and more furries in anime, and I'm a little worried with Japan's trek record where that's about to go. Um, so keep an eye on the hentai releases, I guess. Question mark. Um, but BNA looks really good. Which what does it mean? Brand new animal. Yeah, brand new animal. So and and it just has to do with the human. It's human animal hybrids, and some of them are the fantastical animal types yeah and i can't find it on here now for some reason was it an ona um uh yeah it's an ona no this is just goofy it's all set up uh there it is so all right so in the 21st century the existence of animal humans came to light after being hidden in the darkness of history michiro left or lived her or lived life as a normal human until one day she suddenly turns into a tanuki human she runs away and takes refuge in a special city area called Anima City that was set up 10 years ago for animal humans to be able to live as themselves. There, Michiru meets Shiro, a wolf human who hates humans. Though Shiro and Michiru, or through Shiro, Michiru starts to learn about the worries, lifestyle, and joys of the animal humans. As Michiro and Shiro try to learn why Michiro suddenly turned into an animal human, they unexpectedly get wrapped up in a large incident. So since it's Studio Trigger, I'm just, I'm just pumped to see what they're going to put out next. Especially after Promar or uh, Promer, um, I absolutely love it, that. Anim- it it that looks movie. like animation style, the same animation style too. Well, it's, I mean, it's it's Trigger's art style, but yeah, it looks like they might be taking some stuff from Promer just initially, like looking at it, um, which would be really cool because Promer's. Um, Animation style is just fantastic. So, alrighty, um, I think that'll do it for this section. Yeah. So, yeah, those are our reviews, or our reviews, our our picks for the spring season. Uh, look forward to giving you guys some impressions on those. And we're going to our second commercial break. And when we get back, we're gonna have a great review for you. 
Hey, have you ever watched an episode of anime and been confused about what the hell happened? Honestly, that sounds like every anime I have ever watched. Well, guess what? At the Nerdum and Other Nonsense Anime Podcast, we have a patented process for deciphering the current hit anime week to week, so even you can understand it. That's right. We climb into an anime's cockpit, attach handles to its ass, insert ourselves doggy style, and gently explore its inner workings until completion. Uh, well guys, this ad just got really weird, so... There's plenty more innuendo where that came from on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube, at Nerdum and Other Nonsense. Come check us out! You know you want to, darling. Hi, I'm JD, your host of the Red Leaf Retrocast your best location to learn, remember, and relive the past to the present. Our podcast has four shows for you to listen to between retro gaming, modern gaming, anime, and even wrestling. The Retro Gaming Cast covers discussion topics, and each episode we discuss retro games picked based on a decided theme for that episode, ranging from space all the way to console specials like the old handheld Game Boy. Our modern gaming cast is monthly and covers video game titles that were released in that previous month. Each anime cast, we focus to review a retro anime each and every episode, like the original Mobile Suit Gundam to the racing hit Initial D. But that's not all. We also keep up with the seasonal shows by occasionally doing impressions and reviews as well. Finally, our last show is about wrestling, where we keep the rising indie scene up to date, while also covering shows from the bigger promotions like Ring of Honor, New Japan, and WWE, so we cover it all. We also cover a retired wrestler every episode in what we call the Wrestler Spotlight, and are currently on a quest covering old WCW Thunder episodes from the late 90s, every cast. So if any one of those casts sound like something you'd like to check out, that's the Red Leaf Retrocast Gaming, Anime, and Wrestling, found at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting sites. Also, you can learn, remember, and relive the past to the present. We can't wait to see you soon. Oh, 
Welcome back, dear listeners. Sup? To uh, our review section, where Bullets brought us a brand new uh, anime to watch. All right. And by brand new, I mean actually fairly old. <laughs> but at the same time, kind of new. I uh, see, see, that's, yeah. a, that's a joke about the anime inside the anime. Uh, all right, guys. So we're going to be talking about Roby Hachi. So Roby Hachi. Okay. So it well, might... we got to do the review drop, yeah. my guy. So yeah, I, I just remembered how old this one is. So what I want you to do is I want you to grab your drink. Mm-hmm. And I want you to look at the person next to you. Think about meeting them in a bar, hanging out, having a good time. And then wondering what it'd be like if you woke up the next day. And they were a debt collector trying to get your money from you <laughs> as you listen to this fancy fucking review drop. It's time for Trash Panda's Watch Anime Review, where you'll get to hear these wankers cock up a review of a perfectly fine show. Right bunch of idiot raccoons over here. Well, enjoy, if you can. So fancy. You don't even know. In the bathroom. All right, so Roby Hachi um, actually started showing a year ago. Um, <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I just I just happened to see it on the wiki. Uh, April nineteenth of well, nineteenth um, is when it started. So it is about our main character Roby, and he's he's he he's kind of a goof. He likes to, well, he's in debt like a mother. And he's he's definitely got that personality of the I am going to use this and I'm going to win big to pay off all my other debts, but it'll probably put me in debt again. Yep. So it's fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, we start off and like I said, he's out having a good time and he meets this guy and they hang out together for the evening. And then the next day, the guy's knocking on his door to collect the debt from him. And he's like, whoa, what the hell? And then. Probably the um, Yang. Okay, probably the worst fucking stereotype ever of a gay man ever. But equally hilarious. Um, But also with a somewhat sad story you find out later. Oh, yeah. So Yang. So Roby owes Yang a boatload of money. Yep. And Yang is on his way to collect. Separately from Hachi, our other main character, who... Just showed up to collect the debt from him. And shenanigans happen. A chase happens. And then Hachi finds out that Roby's house is really a spaceship. And they take off into space. Well, his house was in a spaceship. He well, had a spaceship in his garage. He was pretty much living in his garage. Like, like, he was living there. He was living in an apartment over his garage, basically. Yeah. So, and you keep hearing about, in the couple, first couple, you keep hearing about this place called Isakandar, which... Let's all go to Isakandar. Let's all go to Isakandar. Let's all go to Isakandar. And there, of course, space kangaroos dancing for every time. Oh my god. Fucking space kangaroos. All right. So, and the thought process is like Isakandar is this place that you're going to go and you'll make a fortune because there's these crystals there that you sell for millions and they grant wishes and shit. Mm hmm. So, that's their goal, to go to Isakandar to make his fortune so he can pay back all his debt. Yep. So that's where we start off. And I will say one thing is this is an extremely episodic show. 
Oh, extremely so. But it's great. Oh, but it's great. So, like, as the as the show starts off, each episode is almost like a different planet on their stop to get to Isakandar. Which, yeah, I'll, I'll get into, like... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll get into it more in the spoilers and stuff. Well, no, I, I, I got and, some things to say before spoilers. And, yeah, and before spoilers. And, like, so they hit Mars, and they hit Pluto, and some other things, and they all have different missions there. And, of course, Yang... Is chasing him this whole time. And you know those like Chinese New Year dragons that they dance with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what the ship, like the front of the ship looks like. The front of one of those dragons. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he's chasing him with this dragon head it's ship. It's a gaudy ass looking ship. Oh, gaudy as right. shit. And so he's chasing him. And essentially, Every time they go to these planets, somehow they make it on TV or the news or something, and that's how he's finding the route to chase them down, because he knows they're going to Isakandar. <laughs> and so he's just following him, like, a day behind on every planet. And to be fair, he doesn't actually know where they're going. Uh, he right learns. A, right away. Yeah, he learns after, like, Pluto. <laughs> and in the first... I was going to say, they start out on Earth, don't they? Yeah, they start out on Earth. And, yeah, so Pluto's the third episode, so we can go through Pluto. So, you find out that their spaceship has these two little ships on it. Like, there's two little it fighter ships. two fighters that, that are in the ship. Magically transform into a, into a mecha robot. Like, straight yep. Power Rangers style. It's not even magically. Like, they're designed to yeah. do it. And then you learn that Roby's dad, like, worked with a company to produce this old anime. No, no, you learned that much, 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 much later. And it wasn't his dad. It was his grandpa. Are you sure? Because they, they talk about it in the third, an- the third well, episode. Where they, they say do the he's a, like an otaku. That he likes anime. But I don't think they ever say. Well, he, he worked with the company. It, 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 you find it early and then you really get details of it later. What I, I guess. It's his remember. grandpa, not his dad. Oh, sorry. His grandpa. That's it's much later. It's when you get to the planet, like, they eventually get to the planet where the robot was built. Yeah. And that's where you find out all that. He just stole it from his dad and that's... then said his dad was an otaku. Okay, I mean, yeah. Or some sort of, like, weird otaku or something like that. So he had a... Ch- <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the shenanigans in this show are great. Because Roby and Hachi both come from wealthy families. Which, yeah, you find out throughout the show. And I think you know pretty early on that Hachi comes from a wealthy family. Well, you know Roby does, and he's just definitely like the slacker that's kind of living off his family's wealth, but at the same time also in debt. No, he's not. The reason he left his parents because yeah. he's tired of them trying to control his life. Yeah. And then you, you find out Hachi has some wealth behind him, but you're not quite sure where it's coming from yeah. yet. And it's it's just this fun planet-hopping adventure. <laughs> and they fight like a giant penguin on pluto mm-hmm. they find out what about martian that what martians really look like on yeah. mars because they think they're octopuses yeah because they think they're octopuses because uh based on because everybody does well yeah because when they first met martians the spacesuits they wore apparently resembled an octopus right and they and, were they were colonists but it was like when the first tourists went there yeah and so they just kept it going so yeah. So, okay. So there's like a lot of goofy stuff um, in this anime, but one, like, it's almost like a deconstruction of anime. 
So you remember how we've talked about like uh, Puella Madoka Magica, right? You remember that anime bullets? Yeah. Okay. That's a deconstruction of the magical girl genre. This whole anime feels to me like a, like a, almost like a parody of like a parody of a deconstruction. Like they are deconstructing anime, but like they're doing it in like a parody sense. Yeah. In, in a comedic way. Yeah. And, and so one of the things that I noticed early on, because you, you go to Pluto from Mars and these happen in like close episodes to each other. One of the things you figure out early on is that basically this is how tourism would actually work. If we could travel the stars, it would be like individual towns trying to figure out how to bring tourists to them yeah, and stuff like that. And so like the way they handle it is fucking hilarious in my opinion. Like, and it's, it's a great way to handle it, but more importantly, they do a lot of stuff in the, um, I don't know, in the anime, I guess would be the best way to, I I think the best way to put it, but they do a lot of stuff in the anime. That's kind of like a deconstruction of like the super robot genre and in like space anime, sci-fi anime and, and, and just anime in general. Like to the point that they get to a point where they meet a bunch of nerds that actually comment on how people don't know how good a show is because they're blind and canceling a show and 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 blah 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 and like they go off on their like nerd rage rants. Yeah. And so like this show actually, but on top of all that, shows like a very realistic idea of what space travel would be like in this world. Yes, right. even though you possessed your own spaceship, one, you'd have to get fuel, which is something we're, I think we're fairly used to, right, with space anime. But two, like the permits, the repairs, the traffic lines through like hypergates and shit like that. Like the fact that hypergates are a thing, like to get you around the galaxy faster. Yeah. Um, or hyperspace like, like tunnels. All the day-to-day things you think about with like driving that you don't really think about anymore you know like told because you're like oh it's just space it's up and open well no 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 like space and this is something that i I mean i don't even think about every time i'm watching a space anime space is dangerous it's very very dangerous micro meteors exist which are meteors about the size of a pebble to a golf ball but they could be going 70 million miles an hour right and they're going so fast, they'll just cut like right through something. Um, now, I think our current space program has a way to deal with it. And I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. But like if you're in an EV suit and there's a, a, like a micrometeor shower coming, you can be in some serious danger. Oh, yeah. So like that combined with random space debris, um, comets that travel on certain paths. You would have lanes of space you would go through. And of course, if space was civilized enough, which this space basically is, right? They came into contact with aliens uh, early on. Like, it's like an alternate history. Like, when the moon landing happened, yeah. It was a Japanese guy that landed on the moon and then he came in contact with an alien, married it, and fucked it. So, like, I think that if I remember right, that was part yeah, of the yeah, story. Yeah. Well, no, um, he, he saved its life by then, bandaging it. Didn't he end up marrying it? And then he got the rights to the moon as a gift. And then I think, yeah, there was some sort of marriage after the fact and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, or, or something. I don't remember how that all worked. But, like, or maybe he didn't marry him. But whatever. Either way. So it's like this interesting setup, right, for this world. And, of course, everything's going to be commercialized, you know, so many years in the future. Once free space travel becomes a thing and you're trading with aliens and stuff like that, right? Like, space travel becomes commercialized like our roads are currently there will be like you can you can you don't have to follow the lanes the space lanes but they are going to be the fastest way to get from point a to point b because you're not going to have to go around Oort clouds or or various other things that exist asteroid belts um you're not you know they're probably safer because they don't have as many like micrometeor storms or you, you, space debris you don't have through. to make your own routes around space or um, solar systems. Right. It's like a pre-programmed route that you can just pick up and like, Oh, I'll just follow this. And yeah. So it, Thanks, it all Matt makes Quest. sense. There's a lot of things in this anime that this anime is actually a lot smarter than it appears on the surface. It's not just this goofy romp of these two characters like that are huh. an odd couple. It is that, but <laughs> right. But it's not just that. Um, later on, there are shows that like there are episodes that like take place that kind of make fun of the super robot genre. Um, I think there's I'd have to look at the episode list again. Like there like there's just various things that happen throughout this anime where it almost deconstructs the tropes and makes fun with fun of them. And um, I was I was kind of bewildered by some of the tropes, even like I was like, oh, this is how this anime this episode's going to play out. And it caught me off guard. I was like, oh, yeah, unique. Uh, they definitely make fun of Tengen, Tapa, Gurren, Logan at one point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some. Um, there's good. definitely some super robot making fun of stuff. Um, I think, what is it? You find out like, oh, yeah, you find out in the Pluto episode. So the super robot that he defeated Yang's ship with in episode one actually is very prone to breaking and doesn't have any actual powers or just has light out light up lights and a fake sword it's like can't actually cut anything and stuff like that if i remember right yeah oh yeah so it's all this really cool stuff and and yang i like yang as a character um i particularly like so the they did a good job with the english dub cast for this by the way because i watched this dubbed and uh I really liked Yang's, I like Yang's voice actor, and he just did a good job of just making Yang in the dub just as ridiculous as possible, like, the affectations of his voice and everything, understanding that this is a terrible stereotype of a gay man. So, yeah, what else you gotta say about this, Bullets? So, and I love, um, there's a point where they have to go through, like, an official gate. Where, you know, Roby will get flagged as somebody who's wanted and in debt, essentially. Oh, yeah. And so there's, like, some, some like, underhand, well, not underhand, but, like, side things that go on that, oh, I forgot. I can't believe we forgot. The robot. The robot. The, the bunny-looking robot. So they, they... Oh, yeah, Roby's bunny robot. What is his name? Um, I can't even remember. But, yeah, like, he's their pilot, and he does all this other stuff for him. Oh my god, he's goofy. Iku, Iku. Yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, so they got their robot who, who kind of reminds me of the robot from 
Um, hitchhikers. Hitchhikers. Except for not just so clinically depressed. Like, um, well, and, and, and a lot of times he injects, like, realism into the show. He'll be like, this can't possibly be happening. Like, or, well, how does this happen? This is, this can't work. This isn't possible. Like, they're like, shut up. This is how it's working. And, you know, it's it. there's they're funny nods in the show to that, which is great. I, I, I don't know. I, I absolutely enjoyed my time with this show. And so, like, and, and just like, you know, um, octopus people and pretty much Eskimos on Pluto. Like, they, they, the one thing I liked about this is it was episodic. But, like, each location they went was unique and fun and, fu- and funny. And they still held the overall storyline and they made it make sense. So it's not just an episodic where you can mix and match them up completely. Like it still had the flow through. And then you find out about Hachi and where his finances come from and how he became a debt collector. And then they finally get to Isakandar. And <laughs> what they find out at Isakandar is hilarious. And then it really all ends where it begins back on earth in a hilarious way, in a hilarious way. And like one of the other things like brains here was talking about how things you don't think about, like there is almost like a, a corporate secret type thing that you learn at the end of the show, oh, which, yeah. which would exactly be the kind of thing that would happen in real world because, Hey, we got this thing to work, but we're going to keep it secret in our company because it's going to make us more money type thing. Right. So, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Um, I know there's things that could, probably could be improved on it, mm-hmm. but with it, you know, comedy being subjective, it kept me laughing. Right. The animation was pretty solid. The storyline, it was very episodic. It all tied through, but... I, I don't know. I think the storyline's great, yeah, and it's only like, because I, of, like, the things they choose to make fun of and point out, right, that you wouldn't think of. And I think that's where, like, the story shines. Yeah, and, and so it's like... Looking back, I'm trying to find reasons to hit this show, but I think it set out to do something very clearly, and it did it. Yeah. The let's all go to Isakandar. <laughs> yeah, and the catchy we'll freaking... Get cut, caught in your head pretty quick, because they which, play it at, like, what, the beginning and well, end of every episode? They, no, no, no. They play it at every commercial break. Oh, that's right. So, if you were watching it on normal TV, anytime there would have been a commercial break, you get this song. You basically get the Is- Isakandar... Like advertisement, come to our planet, blah blah blah. We're Isakandar. Oh gosh. So yeah, I I just I, I I laughed. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually watched a couple episodes twice because I watched it last year, and then I ended up watching it again before you know a, a lot of it again before our review here. I I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, do we want to score it? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I didn't know if you had any last words. No, I kind of said my piece before spoilers, so um, I might have a little bit left when when I uh, score, but that'd be about it. You want to start us off, Battle? All right, so characters were amazing. I loved them. Uh, the storyline was pretty solid. They set out to do what they did. It kept me laughing, but different types of comedy, too. And not just right. like a single stick comedy. It's not a shtick jokey yeah, show. Yeah, it, it, it had... Except where it comes to Yang, well, yeah, you, so, Robbie's but, ass. But you had you had you had, you had Yang who had his own part. Then the robot who had the realism comedy, and then you had like situational comedy. And then I 
I didn't catch as much of it because it's not really my thing, but there's even some wordplay comedy in there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like the, it had multiple fa- facets of comedy. So even though it was a comedy anime, it was less subjective because it hit more of the, the types of comedy. And like, I, I understand that it's a terrible gay stereotype. All right. The Yang plays out, but his whole thought process of being this loan shark that Robbie owes all this money to and his idea of like getting it like Robbie doesn't understand. Like he thinks he's going to be tortured out like a finger cut off or something or just like end up dead or whatever. You know, Robbie thinks something bad is just going to happen to him, right? He's going to get the shit kicked out of him or something for not having the money. Like when he gets brought to Yang. Yeah. But, and he finds out later Yang's true intent, but Yang just wants to fucking literally take it out of Robbie's ass. By like, <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely some sexual tension, at least one directional, between Yang and Robbie. So, I, I, I love this show. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm fighting with myself on my rating here because I find it harder to give comedy anime higher ratings. Because it's subjective. Because it's so subjective. And so, like, I want to knock it down because of that but I'm having trouble with it. That's fair. Because I'll be honest, like for a comedy anime, I don't see any faults here, Mm-mm. but at the same time, I can't validate giving it like, I, I don't know if I could ever validate giving a comedy anime a five. I couldn't. Yeah. You know, no, like, I mean like parody or satire. Yes. Comedy. But I mean, y- even a parody mm. would be stretching it. Satire. Yeah. yeah. But like, and so, I'm going to have to give this four and a half out of five not-so-combat-ready robots. Um. All right, so, like, Bullets hit a lot of the the high points of the show. Um. Really, the, the show is just very well done. I like the animation. I like the jokes. I like the realism, particularly, in talking about, like, how these planets would operate and how big a lot of planets would have, like, tourist elements because they'd need to bring money in. Not just from exported goods, but they'd also have to, like, get people to come visit. And when you have so many planets available to you, how do you fucking pick? It's like picking a town to go visit. Of course, you're going to go pick the most popular and the largest cities, you know, shit like that. But you're not picking a town out of a country. You're picking a single town out of the entire world to go visit. Yeah. Um, And it's it's that kind of thought process. And it it might be even more, uh, depending on how many planets are settled, you know might even be more harder than that. And so uh, I liked a lot of how that was all set up. And I, I just think that the show does a great job uh, despite the stereotyping. Um, and I'm going to give this show my top score for comedies. Um, and that's going to be a four out of five. And it's not because I think, you know, it's, it's not bad or that it's bad. It's, it's cause I, or, or, I guess the term would be not as great as it could be. It's because comedy is really subjective and what you get out of this show is kind of what you put into it and, and pay attention to it. if you like the jokes. So um, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I think it's a solid show. And I think if you like comedy, especially like the odd couple type comedy, like two people that don't really mix getting put together, um, you'll really like this show. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah. So, Bullets, you so, want to lead them yep. into the spoilers? All right, so at this point in time, guys, we're going to be going into our spoiler section. If you're not staying with us, we'll see you next week when we... Have we decided... 
We haven't decided what so, we're so going to talk about. We'll, that we'll, we'll see you next week when we uh, do our, our next show. But before you do, make sure you go to our sponsors, Right Stuff Anime. RightStuffAnime.com. They got all the great things. Make sure you go to our website, TPWAPodcast.com. Check out all of our great stuff there. I will be making sure that when this episode comes out, I'll make sure that the one we just did and this one are up on our website as they should be. And we're, we were talking to our friends, uh, make, we're going to be getting the radicals back up. Go check out the radicals website also, which is AnimeRadicals.com. All right. And just, just check it out. They're putting stuff out to support our friends. If you're not staying with us, we'll see you next week. If you are, we'll see you in a bit. They can't expect me to divulge information that would put lives in danger. Well, now, Warner, that's where you're wrong, because that's exactly what I expect. Sir. Hear that? Yes. Bear you. He bashes the brains in with a baseball bat, what he does. I just take that finger of yours and point out on this here map where this party's being held. How many's it coming? And what they brought to play with. I respectfully refuse. Sir. Werner, I'm going to ask you one last goddamn time. If you still respectfully refuse, I'm calling the bear Jew over. He's going to take that big bat of his, and he's going to beat your ass to death with it. Fuck you. Blah! guys spoiler section for ruby hachi all right i'm gonna hit you with the big one you ready for this hachi's a prince yeah he's a prince who wanted to ex- essentially experience real life well what and is he the prince of bullets i was uh, uh, isn't it the moon the moon he's the prince of the motherfucking moon which because means he's descended he's, from the dude that he, he's he's descendant of i'm just gonna put it this way japanese neil armstrong who landed on the moon helped an alien got the moon all right and so he's run away from home because he wanted experience for real life. He chose to do that as a debt collector and then teamed up with Roby Hachi because he thought it'd be a fun experience. Yep. Boom. Well, he, he teamed up with Roby. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He, he teamed up Hachi. with Roby. He teamed up with Roby because he thought it'd be a fun experience. Well, and you'd get to experience like new things because like I guess he was always kind of stuck on the moon, like being a prince to do princely things, so, which would suck. Like, yeah. So a lot of is, people think it being nobility would be great, but like there's a reason you see like modern nobles like quitting the nobility because like for instance, what is it? Uh who which one did Meghan Markle marry? Um Harry? Was it Harry? Yeah. Well, well like Meghan Markle and him, like they, they separated themselves from the royal family or like, fuck it later. Because because you're also under the spotlight constantly. Yep. And you know, paparazzi, like I, he had like some bad run-ins with paparazzi, if I remember right. Yeah, and they like were that. doing this tour and they were constantly doing these tours. And like, I just, I don't know. I just, I'd be fed yeah, up with them. Yeah. I mean, you got money. The money's well, nice, great, but, but just remember you're also constantly under the camera. So yeah. it's, it's a trade. But so he's running from them. So they are actually trying to hunt him down to bring him back to the moon. This entire show, which they they make appearances later in the show. You've got Jan who's trying to hunt them down. So Roby's debt actually gets paid off during the show. Mm-hmm. So they don't even y- owe Jan any money anymore. And Jan is still chasing them down the entire show. Yep. Because he wants his Roby. My Roby. Oh, my precious Roby. 
<laughs> Nobody's <laughs> going to have my Roby but me. And you think we're choking, but those were things that he says frequently. And, like, it's it's great. Um, yeah, it's Hachi that pays it off. Yeah, so Hachi actually spends most of the money that he swindled away from his family. From his royal family. To pay off Roby. He's dead. Because when they were going through a official checkpoint, when they ran Roby's plates, essentially, they'd find out and they would arrest him. So he did it on the side and didn't tell him, and they moved on. Mm-hmm. And Roby doesn't find out till like, much, much later, actually. Like, the almost show. the end of the show. And yeah. then, so they have shenanigans with, like I said, Eskimos and not octopus people. Yep. <laughs> and mermaids and freaking everything. Like, it's a great time. And then they get to Isakandar, and can I ruin it? Sure. So, the giant jewel that's supposed to, like, grant wishes and shit is a tourist trap. Well, there's a, yeah. So, like, there was legitimate jewels that were believed to do that way back when, and, you know, they essentially got mined out of existence. Mm-hmm. But what the one that everybody comes to see is a fake. And, like, not even, like, a close fake. Like, just almost well, like... in the big version of the jewel does exist. It's just in a shrine way outside town yeah. in the forest. And the big jewel that everybody goes sees is essentially colored glass on a light to make it glow <laughs> yep it's hilarious but it's basically a giant imitation of like the i mean it's a fairly large crystal it's in the shrine oh yeah it's a fairly large crystal and it's a giant imitation and really in a tourist type situation where you know like let's be honest vandalism and stupid shit like that happens it's completely reasonable that they would do something similar and throughout there's this one promotion company <laughs> That does like tourism promotion for different planets. And they had to fight them in the Pluto episode. You, They run into them somewhere else too, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, they, they run into them later on and they like try and employ them. And then like in the last episode, like in the la- in the episode where they get to Isakandar, you find out that these people are behind that big shenanigan bullshit. And they're freaking out and they're oh, like getting in trouble because like it's their most successful project, but it's also the one that needs like no attention to it right so the two that were on pluto got their ass whooped get sent pretty there. handily yeah and so it's it's a lot of like this this anime is a lot of fun and then to top it all off roby and hachi are trying to escape yawn and is there anybody else or is it just yawn through a hyperspace tunnel like a so, super a secret hyper tunnel so yeah so they're Oh, they're wait, wait. it was the corporation's yeah. well, special no so so it was they, they find this they find this soup, the secret hyperspace tunnel that's not publicly known. Well, because the corporate guys were going into it. Because the corporate guys were going in and out of it. And they get chased. By Jan. By Jan. And Hachi's. Oh, yeah. And the moon guard. Moon guard. Yeah. His secret bodyguards. And so, like, they get chased through the tunnel. And then they come out in the tunnel at, like, high speed. And in order to, and they crash their ship into this giant, I guess, alien spaceship that's about to, like, fuck up the planet. <laughs> and, like, they crash into it, accidentally destroy it, but in order to escape, they have to get into the giant robot to jump out because otherwise they die. So here comes the giant robot, which was from an anime that, that a lot of Japanese- grandfather wrote. 
Or, yeah. And they made the, the director real life, of. Yeah. They, they made the real life thing of it, which was on the ship. Which we can go back to like the otaku planet that made it, which is hilarious because that would happen. There would be aliens that become obsessed with like anime. And, 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 and a, a funny thing, because it always makes me think of um, Futurama. No, not a future galaxy quest. No, no. Well, no, but like in, in Futurama, they, they uh, have a show like they constantly watch and they wasn't it. Yeah. In Futurama. And, and that's well, one the of the one reasons alien why, dude that was obsessed with Star Trek. Yeah. But like a show gets They get invaded because they want to know how the oh, show Omicron Percy. I yeah. invades because they want to know how uh, Ali McBeal ended. Yep. Or something like that. Um, and then. Uh, uh, what else was there? Uh, so, but like, or Galaxy Quest, where they, you know, built their civilization off a TV show, historical documents. But like, these people understand, like, it was a TV show. Um, so, anyways, they're they're coming out in this robot, and like, the sun is behind them as the ship is crashing, and they kind of do this hero pose landing that you see Mecha do, and like, everybody's like, Romy and Hachi, the heroes have saved Earth. And so they make a lot of money, but then they end up being separate because Hachi has to go back to the moon kingdom and take his rightful place. Oh. And Roby's business eventually fails. Yep. I don't remember how. It's something stupid. And he's on the street and Hachi and Iku come and find him. And they're like, bro, let's go on another adventure. Fuck it. And let's that's, go, man. And that's how they end the show. And it's like, oh, I hope they do another fucking season. Right. I'd fucking... Uh, yeah, the show's just full of laughs. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, this otaku planet's fucking hilarious. Because at a certain point, like, they realized that he saw the missing episode. The episode that... The, the, I think it was, what, the last episode that was never aired? Yeah. Or is it the episode before it that was never aired? Yeah, it's, like, one of the last episodes. I can't it, remember. It's a missing episode. It's either the last episode or the episode before it. And basically, the show got canceled because they encountered real-life aliens. Yeah. And so a show about super robots fighting aliens didn't really go over well with the public. So they just didn't continue it. Anyways, this show, um, you know, everybody remembers, you know, that, like I said, remember that show. Well, these otaku are obsessed over it. Turns out you find out Roby's grandfather was involved in the production of it and everything and showed him the episodes and everything. And like, he remembered the episode. So he's trying to explain it. Like he couldn't fully explain it all. And so they decided to strap him to a chair and suck his memories out so they could watch the final episode. Yeah. Which they start doing. And I can't remember. Is it Jan that breaks in and saves him? Yeah. Something like that. That's Jan. And then he ends up like strapping them to the machine to watch things because it basically it could fry your brain. Yeah. And um, so there's like a lot of really good laughs in there. Oh. I think it's a, a show worth checking out. Oh, yeah. I would definitely say watch it. Oh, I yeah. laughed every episode. But, I mean, yeah, I just, I there's so many things. There's a, a, a robot planet that has humans as slaves. Yep. And, and, and they a, have fake wars, or they have wars, but not wars to the extent they could ever kill each other. They use, like, battle axes and shit, not like, even though they have, like, missiles and shit like that, they save that to defend themselves from the humans. Right. Um, and, and I'm like, like I saw that episode and I was around. like, hey, you want to go kill all humans? <laughs> want to go kill all humans? Oh, straight Bender. I love me some Bender. Oh, my God. But, like, it's it's a great 
And then, like, that episode's great because then the humans end up grabbing their stockpile of weapons that they saved to fight the humans to be like, no, motherfuckers, we're free. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Um, Roby and Hachi have to pretend to be Iku's slaves. Yep. Oh. It laughs every episode. It's a good time. Oh, my God. It's oh. it's so full of I, fun. I would, be, I would definitely be down for a second season as well. I don't know what it would be about, though. That's my worry. I mean, they could do something. Yeah, they could they could figure out some other adventure to go on, but I mean, like they have the galaxy available to yeah. them. Yeah. So there could be some sort of other shenanigans where they're just doing like even if they're just doing a tour of planets. Like they just wanna like see some planets and or, shit. Or Roby. I could see Roby having some other get rich quick scheme. That involves them getting to another planet and yeah. because they they need or Very, or about women. Like, yeah. he, he believes he could, you know, be drowned in women on this planet because there's no men or some shit. Yep. Yeah. Something. No, wow. I absolutely love this show. So, and that's about all I got to say. Yeah, I was going to say, that's about all I got. Just, I'd say watch it. That That's the last thing I got, really. So, guys, at this point in time, we're going to be closing up for the week here. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Like I said before, go to our website. Go to our sponsor's website. Go to the network website. Mm -hmm. And as always, you guys be safe and keep digging through that trash. Later, guys. Later. Later.